Sacred Space. So welcome back again to part two of Sacred Space. My name is John Kelly. I'm delighted to welcome uh, onto the program this morning a good friend of the program who has been with us over the years, uh, sometime since we met him, but it's delighted. I'm really delighted to have him back. Like a welcome onto Sacred Space, uh, Father Michal Liston, how are you? Great, and delighted to be here, delighted. And I tell you, you've got that voice again that's strong again and you're full of vigour and we'll let you you share some of that vigour with us because this morning specifically we asked Father to come and join us and share with us his thoughts on Lourdes, of course, coming up next Saturday. Um, February the 11th is the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes. And, of course, just to remind listeners again, back in 2013, I think it was, um, Father Michal uh, published a book entitled Come and See... The Story of Lewis. So again, welcome again to the programme, Father. Um, story of Lewis. Maybe you might start us off and remind us again of the story of Lewis. Well, so many aspects of the story of Lewis intrigue me. But take the very beginning of it. Bernadette was only 14 years of age. She belonged to a family that had been reasonably doing okay. They were running a flour mill in the area and they were doing okay. But everything went wrong, health-wise, business-wise. They lost their home. They became homeless, getting a day here and a day there. Mm -hmm. But eventually, they were at the very bottom in a real hovel in the town. And the mother and father and four children had just one room and things were disastrous. And on the 11th of February... 1858, the one morning, the father had no work. He'd stay in bed if he'd no work, wouldn't eat anything. And the fire was out, and the mother asked the second child uh, to, to go out and get some sticks or, for the fire. And a neighbouring friend of the Toinette, the second girl, was there. Bernadette pleaded to be allowed to go because the mother was keeping a bit of an eye on her because she had very bad asthma. And Bernadette says, look, I'll wrap up and I'll, like a good girl, I suppose. So he got permission to go anyway and they headed off out and they went down near the river mm-hmm. and they were collect- hoping to collect some sticks. Now, there was a small canal in front of this this little cave, this kind of a grotto. Mm-hmm. And the other two girls ran across it. But Bernadette had to stay back because she was wearing stockings on account of her asthma. Mm-hmm. And the others wouldn't wait. And... Uh, they were gone off and when she was taking off the first stock and she heard a gust of wind and she looked up and saw nothing and then she took off the second stocking and she looked up and she saw a bright light in the shape of a young girl and uh, that was the beginning mm. and she didn't know what to do and she had her, bee, her rosary beads on her and the poor girl and her family had nothing but I think it's fascinating that Bernadette had her rosary beads on her. She mm. got out the beads and tried to make the sign of the cross and couldn't. Mm. But then it, and that's what Bernadette called this bright light, it made the sign of the cross and then she was able to do it. And she said her prayers. And now meanwhile, the two other girls looked back and saw her kneeling down saying her prayers. And one of them began laughing at her. Mm-hmm. It is enough to say our prayers in the church and besides send them out here. <laughs> yeah. So that mm-hmm. was all right anyway. And the, it, the light disappeared. And when the other two came back, Bernadette asked them, did you see, did you, what did you see anything? And they said, no. And then the neighbor's child stuck on her. What did you see? And she was tough, but she kept at it. 
And she, they all promised, the two promised they'd tell no one. So Bernadette taught him what she saw. But then, when they got back home anyway, of course, the, the, the two girls had to, had to talk. And one said they had to talk, but they did. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and so, but that was the beginning. And a very important thing from the story of Bernadette and Lourdes. Very quickly, the people and the neighbours were talking about Bernadette saw Our Lady, Blessed mm-hmm. Virgin. But Bernadette never did that. Bernadette called the vision it all the time. It was extraordinary. And that was something that was going right through as Bernadette told her story. Mm-hmm. She always stuck to the facts as she saw them. She never expanded, never used flowery language. Mm-hmm. She just uh, talked about it in a very simple way. And uh, had a huge... Uh, conviction that she was a good witness um, and I, I find an interesting point that she hadn't met her first communion yet but on Saturday she went up to the priest in confession and she told the curate about what she had seen mm-hmm. and th- she was taken aback when the curate with full courtesy as if she was an important person the curate said to her would you mind if I told the parish priest and Bernadette was taken aback to this lady's curate getting his permission and she said, fine. And so that note of these, mm. th- this young girl in poor health, yeah. in a, a social failure, as the, God forgive me, that terrible word, a loser. Her yeah. family mm. were losers. Mm. But at the same time, she had common sense and she stuck to her the facts and she could talk to the curate and she wasn't afraid of the parish priest being brought in on it. Now, it was all very low-key for a start. And then when the growth began, the story began to spread, a key group were the other girls in Bernadette's a First Communion class for the poor who hadn't made the First Communion. Mm-hmm. These were 13, 14-year-old girls. And about 10 of them next day had heard about this Bernadette seeing this beautiful woman. And they stuck on her. And uh, they um, they'd said they want to go down to that place too with her and see what she saw. So Bernadette said, look, I must get permission from my parents. So they went after the mother anyway, and the ten girls stuck in the mother. And the, the mother eventually gave in anyway, and the mother said, look, ask her father. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So they went off anyway, and they found mm-hmm. the father, yeah. who got a day's work from this man who minded horses. And... Uh, eventually anyway the guy who owned the horses was listening and he said sure if it has a rosary bead sure she can't be too bad so the father gave in anyway but a very interesting thing the ten girls young girls who hadn't made their first communion but were in the class for the poor they ran up to the church filled a bottle with holy water and told Bernadette now if it appears again shake the holy water on her and tell her if she's from God to stay and if she's not to go. And they ran down to the to the grotto <laughs> and it appeared to Bernadette again. But there are so many parts of that story. Yes. It was the poor, God forgive me, the ignorant are the people who are looked down on. Uh-huh. They were the, and they were the first supporters Bernadette had. Yes. And they got the consent of the adults. They went through. The, all the communications were kept open all the time. And, and, and I think that Everything there is fundamental, foundational in Lourdes. Young people, 
not with 40 A's in the leave insert. Yeah, yeah. Bernadette couldn't even talk French. She talked the local language. Uh, they, were, they once were looked down on. Yeah. But they worked together and backed each other up. And, they, and their parents backed them up. And the clergy slowly, but didn't interfere in a negative way, but uh, were part of it all. And I think all those aspects of young people together with the older generation, with the clergy, there's so much of the strength of Lourdes was inside in that story from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And Father, thank you so much for that. And, and so Father, uh, just, be- just before we come on to the book, um, you have obviously travelled to Lewis quite a bit yourself um, with young people, the parish community and so on and so forth. Um, what do you think people get from Lewis themselves or do they get anything at all? Now, you mentioned the book mm. because from very early on I got fascinated by the story of Lourdes. Mm. But when I met Lourdes first, well, my mother and... Uh, some family members went on a pilgrimage with the diocese, I think. And then in 1963, when I was 19 years of age, myself and a friend, who are still friends, God bless him, we hitchhiked out to Lourdes. And it was a long journey. To <laughs> we often spent two and a half hours on the road inside of France waiting for a lift. Whoa. But we got there. We got there. But one of the things that took me back was when I hear people given the story of Lourdes, they talk about penance, penance, penance. Mm. And that kind of hurt me a bit. There must be more to all this than just penance. And mm-hmm. I almost felt like pain. Mm. So, and I discovered gradually, and I went into the story in detail, for Bernadette, her relationship with it, as she called her, was a one of friendship and mm. joy mm. Yeah. and smiles. Like that we've all kinds of documentation on Lourdes. The, 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 the police were taking documentation. The news reporters were taking documentation. The, 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 the priests, mm. they were all at it. <laughs> so we hear, there was one person one day at one apparition, I don't know which one now, he went down his notebook and he said, Bernadette smiled 18 times. Mm. Bernadette sighed four times. She says, it's extraordinary the detail we have yeah, on it. Yes. And, and Bernadette's own comments afterwards, looking back on it, uh, the grotto was my heaven. Mm. And uh, just friendship and joy and celebration and brightness. And I said, this isn't just all about penance. Yeah, yeah. Now, the sadness of sin came into it. Okay. And that's where uh, uh, Bernadette felt the sadness of Our Lady and pray for sinners. Yes, turning away from sin is core to the message of Lourdes. But okay. it's core in the sense, too, of, look, we're born for friendship and joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And tis the, the sadness comes in when we stop loving. We stop loving God, not stop saying our prayers. We stop loving each other, stop telling the truth to each other. Uh, so therefore, Lord's it's penance, yes, but it's penance as a, an instrument of joy and friendship yeah. and hope and love. Which it was about. 
I just noticed that actually on page 82 of your book, and you mentioned it's a great and challenging pilgrimage in which you learn a lot about yourself and learn a lot about God and meet some wonderful people along the way. Yes, I suppose one of the, 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 the stories when I hear young people when they're thinking back on their five days in Lourdes and after helping with the sick, so often I've heard the young person of 17, 18, 19 saying, God, when I met, I was given to ask to help out with this person in a wheelchair. I was afraid yeah. of meeting a person in invalid, uh, how to cope with it all. Yeah. Yeah. But sure, after a few days when we'd get friendly with each other, We'd be laughing and joking. And when we'd go on shopping, we'd have great sport. And at the end, we were good friends. And that learning that she needn't be afraid of pain. She needn't be afraid of the invalids, of people mm. who are sick. She oh. needn't be afraid of sickness. Mm. That there was, it wasn't that everything was answered, but there was a larger reality that she was part of. And the sick person was part of. And that's one of one of the great learnings I see that people get in Lourdes. And I suppose, again, that image maybe of we are the salt of the earth, the light of the world. Mm -hmm. In Lourdes, people who, I'd say there's a lot of sick who have gone to Lourdes in patience and prayer and they have no idea of the impact they made on young people and Mm -hmm. on other pilgrims. Mm -hmm who were inclined to be grumpy and giving out and complaining. Mm-hmm. When they saw this invalid with her courage and her serenity and her faith. Yeah. Should they grow up <laughs> maybe six inches in five days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think the other thing you too, you mentioned in your book there, um, it's a story about uh, so many people are touched by a pilgrimage in Lewis of a, an Italian lady who lost her face when her husband died tragically. And one day she arrived in Lewis as a tourist. She went to the grotto and surprised herself and everybody else by staying there for a long time. Soon she realised that something had happened. She believed again. She was so filled with joy and the only image she, she could accept was that of the story of Bartimaeus in the, who was cured by Jesus in, in the Gospels. And she was asked, what was, what was it really, what was it really important part of your visit to Lewis and she said the important part of my visit to Lewis was to recover my faith that's much better for me than recovering my sight I'd say you met an awful lot of people who think like that in Lewis and come back with that story well yes the faith is one of the 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 things that's you're surrounded by it in Lewis Mm. and here again maybe these days we, we, we can't worship God and money. Yeah. And mm-hmm. these days we hear an awful lot about 88 million. <gasps> and we hear an awful lot about uh, celebrity and, and an awful lot about uh, m- money and the price of things and everything and bargains and free. Mm. But in a way it is a kind of an artificial vision of success and, mm. and all that. That's yeah. way beyond what yeah. most people are going to meet. But in Lourdes, when they learn the dignity of of everybody, my own dignity, yeah. even if I am 14 years of age, hmm. even if I never pass an exam in my life, even if my father lost his job 20 times, even if blah, 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 I'm a human being. Hmm. Uh, God is fond of me. Mary, the mother of God, is fond of me. Hmm. That uh, when I help out one of my sisters and my brothers, I help out a neighbour. 
I'd give me a glass of water. These are gems of faith gives a whole value to every day and an eternal value. If you give a glass of cold water to one of these little ones, you will not lose your reward, says the Lord to us. Yes, yeah. That, that um, the gospel of generosity and um, everyday ordinary life, mm. that famous Patrick Havener poem, God is not all in the one place. He's yeah. in the bits mm. and pieces of every day, a kiss here, a laugh there, and sometimes tears. Mm. And you mentioned the word gem there, and one of the things I'd say quite a few people can take from Lewis is that gem of being yourself and meeting somebody else who is themselves too, no matter what strata in society they come from, and being able to share or acknowledge, as you said, their own humanity. They come away from that feeling part of that humanity and maybe part of creation. Maybe that's another way of putting it. Well, you see, that's something, again... That now maybe with the Pope again, God bless him, mm, mm. that um, the simple things of the story even come back to the, the stream, the water, mm. the, the, the gush of wind. Mm. The stream and the water is baptism. Mm. And the gush of wind is the Holy Spirit coming on us. And the whole, that we're part of creation. Our faith story is part of the story of the creation. And there is so much, it um, is the whole opposite of being up in the air. Yeah. It is mm. the whole opposite of being teary. Mm. This is cold water. This is a gust of wind. This is a young, a young girl who couldn't read nor write. Mm. These are uh, uh, classmates who at 14 years of age were in the class for the poor preparing for their first communion. Because mm. they were starting off the whole thing today where there's millions going to Lourdes every year. And to start it off by these, I want to see a youth club, a bunch of young lasses. <laughs> lovely, lovely, lovely way of putting it. Gorgeous way of putting it. Coming back again to the book again, why did you write the book in the first place? Oh, I suppose... That first thing about, I felt Lourdes was the grace of God. Okay. Our faith in flesh and blood and this and thousands and for the poor and for everybody. And I wanted to figure out what's the story here. So I spent an awful lot of time and read an awful lot. And because there's so much documentation. And uh, then the second aspect of it was, as well as I having this personal curiosity about mm-hmm. what does the grace of God look like in flesh and blood, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 I got involved with taking people around this, this, the village of Lourdes and the places of Bernadette, okay. and I began telling the story to others. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I must say I was flattered by uh, the, the reception I got. And the, the people would, uh, I suppose they flattered me in the sense of they felt they were getting a new insight into the story. Okay. But yeah. some of them were generous enough, whether they were cutting me or not, or Clamas, <laughs> that I told the story well. Yes. And yes. so <laughs> I was, and then it happened then that, God bless our 
Bishop Donald Murray yeah. was asked for a centenary of Lourdes, uh, of an Irish pilgrim, to write a book about Lourdes. And uh, God bless Bishop Murray. He said, oh, no, no, the man to write a book about Lourdes <laughs> is Father Liston. Father Liston. So I was asked to write the book. So I, and I was felt very privileged. It's a beautiful book, a beautiful book. Father, if somebody was to ask you, what's the meaning of Lourdes? Well, what's the purpose of Lourdes? Oh... Well, I suppose I could be very, I won't say smart, but read some of the stuff that our present Pope, God bless him, Francis, has mm. spoke about the mercy of God is there for all of us. Yeah. Mm. And the, the, the Lourdes is teeming, dropping with the mercy of God. And, yeah. and uh, all kinds of people doing all kinds of ordinary things in a, in a spirit of humanity and joy and friendship. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the grace of God is all over the place. And I suppose if I had one wish for people who go to Lourdes and a prayer for, there would, if there could be much more emphasis on everything in Lourdes in one sense, we have it at home too. Hmm. We hmm. have ourselves. Yeah. We're all able to say a prayer in our Father and the Hail Mary and the Rosary. Hmm. We can go to Mass, go to Communion, go to Confession. Hmm. We, we all have... Here we meet people who need someone who'll say hello to them. Mm. We need the people to encourage each other, yeah. have time mm. for each other, do mm. things for each other. So the grace of God is in Lourdes, but the grace of God is all around us too. As well, as well, as well, as well. <laughs> and if we could, uh, yes, we travel overseas, but the grace of God and the Father, Son and Holy Spirit are here with us. And... If like, it is all here. The kingdom of God is among you, the Lord said. Well, at this stage, I think um, we'll have to go for a bit of music, give you a break. Um, what other piece of music can I pick? But um, the, bells of the, the Bells of the Angelus, and this is sung by Mark Duff and um, the Irish Philharmonic Orchestra. So let's listen to this piece of music.
sacred space. So, Father, is there anything else you'd like to share with us? I believe a central point in the story of Lourdes and the events of Lourdes and the history of Lourdes is Bernadette as a witness. Yeah. The way she bore witness to what she saw and what she heard. Mm. And I think we almost should have a, have a big study of it. First of all, she didn't have any fancy theology, if you like. Yeah. She told the story about this light that she saw in the shape of a girl and the friendship that developed between them. And the great revelation for Bernadette as to who she was talking to was on the Feast of the Annunciation, 25th of March, when uh, I am the Immaculate Conception. Mm -hmm. Now, everybody immediately, including the priest, decided, oh, it is Our Lady after all. But that evening, about five or six hours after it all, Bernadette cornered a friend of hers who had a bit of education, and she asked her, what does I'm the matter conception mean? Mm. And the woman told her, "Tis Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mm. So Bernadette was thrilled to know at long last who her friend was. But in the meantime, the way she spoke about what she saw and heard had such an impact on people, her sincerity, mm. her goodness, her faith, her hope, her mm. love, mm. had this huge impact on people. And I feel that we must encourage each other to witness to the events in our lives that touch us, to the words that touch us. If we hear... If we read something in a book that raises us up yeah, yeah. or an event happens in our lives yeah. that gives us new heart, mm. we must talk about it. Mm. That I think in our culture, in Ireland, among ourselves, we're afraid to talk holy talk. Yeah. Mm. We're afraid of, and that's why one of the reasons I suppose I, I love uh, the program mm. is uh, that it is about witnessing yeah. to what we've seen and heard and and I love it when uh, some of the young people come back from the World Youth Day or from Lourdes mm -hmm. and they go on the radio or they talk to their friends mm -hmm. about the facts that they saw, yes. the words they heard, mm. the moments that touched them, mm -hmm. to be witnesses. And I think that is a whole trade that we need to set up institutes for the formation of witnesses in our it. society. I love it. And you, you, you actually mentioned the story um, in the book where a learned priest who was later to become a bishop um, after Bernadette telling the priest about the oh, story, yes, you remember? Yes, yeah. And he said, I don't believe it. And she <laughs> said, well, look, I wasn't asked to make you believe. I was asked to tell you the story. And isn't that it? And you see, I would say part of the reason why we young people or other people don't talk about their good experiences is they're afraid they'll be told, you're cutting yourself, yeah. I don't believe you. Mm, but mm. Yeah, that didn't put Bernadette off at all. Exactly. I wouldn't ask <laughs> to make you believe at all. I would just ask to tell you. Yeah. And, if we, when we must, and what I'm asking now is we must help each other yeah. to, to tell our stories yeah. and to honour each other's stories. And I think that's one of the keys. Beautiful. And did you have another point that maybe you might, well, you might want to... part of that then okay. has to do with our synod, the synod talks about the way forward together. And it talks about the two disciples and the way to Emmaus after 
on Easter Sunday when they were shocked by all their disappointments and the terrible death mm. of Jesus mm. and their disappointment. And then when the stranger joined them, they didn't recognize. But he asked them about what were they talking about. Mm. And they, were, they did tell him about what they were going through and their disappointments. Mm. And then he mentioned what was in the Bible about Jesus and the prophets. And the whole thing began to open up. And that whole business of the way forward together mm. and witnessing to each other about our good news, listening to what the story of Jesus has to say. And not just his death, but his resurrection. And in Ireland, thanks be to God, we see a great connection between the mystery of death and the mystery of the Mass. Mm. But the mystery of the Mass isn't just about Christ's death. The mystery of the Mass, Christ has died, Christ is risen. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And we must grow in our sense of that every Mass is a celebration of the living Christ among us. Beautiful in his word, in our friendship with each other, in the sacraments, we proclaim his death and resurrection. I like it. Yeah. And, and then we must talk about these things to each other. Very good. As maybe the gospel might tell us, um, which we'll just go to now in a second, now the salt of the earth and, and uh, being the light of the world. It might maybe lead us nicely in maybe to the gospel section for today. Um, See, one of the things that listening to oh, Trump and television from wall to wall carpeting and oh, even yeah. Brexit in England and yes. all this, one of the things that seems to be coming through is that there's an awful lot of people who feel we're ordinary blocks and the crowd at the top don't care about us. Mm. And they feel they're not being respected. Now, I would say that that's a core reality for an awful lot of human beings in our advanced Western world. Mm -hmm. I or we are not respected. They up there make decisions and tell us what to think and what's right and what's wrong and they give out to us and mm -hmm. if we aren't this, if we aren't that and they make us feel small. Mm. But... The grace of God and the faith and the gospel and the word of God is the total opposite. Jesus looked at the crowd on the side of the hill. I won't say up halfway up Nakfirna and I don't know what <laughs> yahoos were listening to him or everything. And he looked down at him and looked him in the eye and he said, you are the salt of the earth. Yeah. You are the light of the world. Yeah. Like that light up in Nakfirna gives light all around the countryside. Well, you're one of those you're, lights. You're, you're one of those lights. And that sense of reverence for every person and the reverence of uh, when I was hungry you gave me to eat mm. when I was thirsty you gave me to drink when I was in prison you visited me that uh, the, uh, Jesus identifying himself with the ordinary bloke mm. the ordinary person especially when they're feeling down when they are down and being abused that there's a dignity here they're in the image of God. One of my great heroes in learning about the church and young people was a Belgian priest called Joseph Cardine who, uh, who said that the first truth in life is the truth of faith, that every person has a vocation from God mm. that mm. stares, mm. a dignity from God. Mm. And uh, yeah. mm. that, uh, for me, 
see, if in our loneliness and if in our lack of feeling we're respected, mm. we could open up to the word of God, to the grace of God, like Bernadette did. Yeah. And mm. accept the friendship of heaven, the friendship of the saints, the friendship of Jesus, that he is our sole friend, Anam Kara, mm. and that this is us, this is who we are. And we can all say, the Our Father, the Our Nahir. Mm. I'm a child of God. And this, there is our dignity, and not in our wage packet or our security no. or being part of the headlines or being a celebrity. Mm. In a way, that's a, 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 an artificial paradise. Whereas the real thing is, uh, I am what I am in the eyes of God. Father, would you mind reading the Sunday Gospel for us this morning, please? This is for the fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time. And it's taken from Matthew. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory be to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt becomes tasteless, what can make it salty again? It is good for nothing and can only be thrown out to be trampled underfoot by people. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hilltop cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp to put it under a tub. They put it on the lampstand where it shines for everyone in the house. In the same way, your light must shine in the sight of people so that seeing your good works, they may give praise to your Father in heaven. The good news from the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for that, Father. And there's a, there's a lot in that gospel which reflects, or you will reflect a lot, a lot of what was in that gospel for the last half hour. Really, being the, being the light of the world. Yes. Speaking the truth. And people who uh, maybe feel they're losers or they're outside or they don't count, mm. like the invalids and lords spreading light all over the place. Yeah and changing young people's hearts and they're 16, 18 years of age and maybe their mother was trying to tell them and their teacher was trying to tell them and it was this stranger in a wheelchair who opened their eyes for them. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, that recovering that sense of taste again, maybe their face was tasteless before they went there. Very good, very good. I like that, I like that. And then the idea of the young people coming back, going out there not too sure what to expect with the invalids and so on. So maybe, Father, just to finish up the programme this morning, our reflection both on Lourdes and on the Gospel for today. Any little message there you'd like to combine with those two for us who are living with the Trumps of this world and Brexit of this world and we're living with people around us who are sick and those of us, there's some people in our society who are just hanging on to their... As the bishop said at this inauguration, hanging on to their face by their fingernails. Yeah. I suppose that phrase, which I'd like to work on and unpack a bit, the kingdom of God is among you or the kingdom of God is inside you Mm. or the word of God is in your heart and in your mouth. Even take the words of the Our Father. If we could taste them again. My Father... Our Father. We all have the same Father. We're all sisters and brothers. That the Lord created the heavens and the earth. He made the fields out there and the flowers and the road. 
the kingdom of God, summed up maybe the grace of God is near. Mm. The help of God is nearer than the door. And just on that, we can all become the light of the world. We don't have to be, as you said, professors of Scripture. The young fellow coming back from his trip to Lourdes, telling his experience to his buddies. Oh, yes. And not to doubt at all the value of the impact of a sincere word spoken. And spoken with a bit of joy. Yeah. And spoken with a bit of humility, maybe. Yeah. Even the guy who might say, I don't like talking about this thing now, but... <laughs> but, but, exactly. <laughs> but his buddies are listening to it. Oh, absolutely. Because and the buddies mightn't be letting on, exactly. but they might in 20 years' time say to somebody inside in the pub, you know, I never took any notice of this until I met your man coming back from Lourdes. Exactly. And I remember what he said. No, I never told him I remember. Uh, <laughs> and telling me that story of that poor person who was sick. Yes. And yet that person was the most joyful person he met. Yes. Indeed. And the whole pilgrimage. Yeah. Because that person was in the place where they wanted to be. Yes. And maybe the healing wasn't necessarily, as that Italian said, in, in the recovery of her sight, but her faith had been strengthened yes. yeah. by the young fella, maybe. Maybe it was a young fella. Yes. Oh, that's Bernadette. And uh, uh, I suppose one of the, my, uh, a great story I remember about Lourdes, they were, we were out in Lourdes and... There were some travelling people there from Rathkeel mm-hmm. and they went off to Spain for the day. But they missed Mass, but they heard there was a youth Mass that night, so they came along to our youth Mass. Mm-hmm. And we had a group reflection for the young people to talk about their experience in Lourdes. Okay. And they were giving their stories. And then this elderly lady from Rathkeel stood up and she said, Our lady didn't appear here in Lourdes to an old woman like me. She appeared to a young girl. And there's a message there for the young girls. <laughs> and, of course, all the girls cheered. Mm. And, of course, the, the woman added like a shot. And the young boys, too. <laughs> there was a bigger cheer. There was a bigger cheer, yeah. But there's a message there for all of us. And maybe that was a story, too, that that lady was bringing out, you know, that, that yeah. the young and the old That's were on right. pilgrimage. It's not a, pilgrimage is not a place just for young people or not a place for old people. It's and she was, she was a light bearing witness and I, I doubt if she had many degrees in theology or read many books, but she was speaking her heart. She, she was, was a witness. She was a witness. And this is what it's all about. So, just before we finish, well, as we finish off the programme, one last little thought and so that you'd like to leave us all with this weekend as we, as we, as we look forward to celebrating the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes uh, next Saturday. What thought would you like us to, to maybe work on for the week or just keep it in mind for the week? Well, uh, Springtime mm. and Lola Breda and Lourdes and the daffodils and the snowdrops beginning. And I think the first mystery of the rosary, the angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, mm-hmm. she brought God's word and Mary welcomed the word. And if we could find whether we see God's word in the beauty of daffodils or we see it in the hope of snowdrops or we see it in the patience of a neighbour or whatever we see the grace of God around us, that we will say amen to it and welcome it. Father Michael, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much. Um, hopefully it won't be as long next time before <laughs> we meet you again. At this stage we might go out with a piece of music and, and maybe a little bit of instrumental music by Phil Coulter 
where he shares with us again the bells of the Angelus. Maybe time to reflect on the few little thoughts that Father Liston shared with us. So till next week, God bless you all now. Bye. Sacred Space.